Welcome to Light Church. We're so glad you could join us for this weekly message. We hope this message leaves you feeling inspired and equipped to be all that you were made to be. Hey, we want to welcome you to our first virtual gathering. My name is Dan and I'm the pastor at Light Church and we're just so glad you decided to tune in today, whether you're watching from your living room or whether you're watching from bed or whether you're watching on your phone or TV, we are just so glad that you decided uh, to join in with us. And hey, these are crazy times and uh, often they just really get hit home to us when we know someone affected or, you know, distant family members or whatever it is. But we just want to know that we're standing with you and uh, we're praying. And in these times, it's just so important that we can gather together like this. We can continue online. And uh, so I want to encourage you every Sunday to gather with us in our virtual gatherings every Sunday at 11 a.m. for the foreseeable future. And this is church. Uh, whether you've come to Light Church before or whether this is the first time that you're tuning in, uh, this is now church as we know it. And I'm just so excited that we can continue. And this morning, I want us to spend a few minutes just having a conversation, just spending a bit of time looking at what does it mean to be a Jesus follower? What does it mean to have faith or to follow God, to be a Christian in times like these? When everything's upside down, when things are going crazy, what does it actually mean to be a Christian? You mean this might be the first time you're listening to this message, or actually you might have been a Christian for many years, but this is still the same, whoever you are, wherever you've come from. What does it mean to have faith in times like these? Uh, Sometimes we buy into this idea, into this belief, and actually you might resonate with this because sometimes what we believe and actually what we walk out can be two different things. And uh, so you might be able to relate to this, but sometimes we buy into this idea that following Jesus gives us kind of like a free pass on life. Like we don't get to experience any pain. We don't have to experience any trial. It's like this easy ride, this easy way to do things. And uh, you kind of go through life thinking like, oh, you know, issues aren't going to touch me or pain or grief or all these things aren't going to touch me. Like I'm fine. I'm a Christian. You know, I don't have to go through storms in life. Maybe you've bought into this idea. But see, the danger with this, the problem with this, is that when problems do come along, when we do experience pain, often our faith begins to crumble because it was actually built on this false assumption that life was going to be now easy. See, can I suggest to you this morning that actually the conditions that we are in, the, the global landscape of this pandemic just the craziness, these are actually ideal conditions for God to be revealed in your life. They're actually ideal conditions for us to build our faith. Let's just look at this for a second. John 16, So Jesus is speaking to his disciples and uh, he's about to go off to heaven. And he's saying to his, his boys that he's been with for the last couple of years. He's like, guys, I'm going to be going. Like, I'm not going to be here anymore. And the disciples were kind of freaking out, like, wait a minute, we, you know, you've come, we thought we had this answer, and now you're leaving. Like, what? And this is what Jesus says. He says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Listen to what he says. Jesus says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So if you've bought into this ideology that life is just going to be easy now, that like, yes, I follow Jesus, I'm not going to experience any pain or trouble. 
bad news for you because actually Jesus says to his disciples, look, you're going to experience trouble. You're going to experience pain. In life, you're just going to experience things and you're going to go through things that just aren't nice. So if you've bought into this ideology, the guy you're claiming to follow actually says, you're going to experience pain. So then what does it mean then to be a Jesus follower at this time? I guess the Christian life sometimes is, is framed in this idea like, we have to, you know, when we experience pain, we have to just be okay because, you know, I'm just so blessed. And uh, I, I, I don't have to acknowledge that I'm going through pain. Well, I actually think the Christian life is a, power, a paradox of power in weakness. The Christian life is actually the paradox of joy in the midst of suffering, of peace in the midst of chaos. Actually, an authentic Christian life is when we have joy in the midst of pain. How crazy is that? So it actually starts to reframe what being a Christian in these times look like. Because I mean, if we're thinking like, oh, you know, nothing's going to touch me, I'm fine. Like life is just going to go on as normal. Well, actually, the real Christian life is about having peace in the midst of chaos. Listen to this in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 to 10. This is what Paul says, and this is what God says to Paul. He says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. This is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, I am strong. See Following Jesus does not deliver you from troubles. Following Jesus delivers you in troubles. How crazy is that? that? Actually, if you're sat at home right now listening to this, just know you can have peace in the midst of all this craziness. You can experience power when you feel weak. You know what the craziest thing about being a Christian is? Is that actually when you are strong in God, you're probably most aware of your vulnerabilities. When you are strong in God, you're, you are most aware of where you fall short. Or when you are most courageous in God, you're actually really profoundly aware of your darkest, deepest fears. You know, when we live out this Christian life, this paradoxical Christian life, in fact, when we have this peace, we're just so, so profoundly, deeply aware of the craziness that's going on around us. See, this is beautifully demonstrated in Jesus. If you have a Bible, I want you to turn to Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. And this is a story about Jesus and his disciples. And I'm going to read it out. It says in verse 35, Mark 4, 35, it says, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Verse 39, he got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. 
He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. See, this is a perfect picture of peace. The disciples are in a boat and Jesus is asleep in the stern of the boat, underneath the boat. I love how specific the Bible is. He was asleep on a cushion. I don't know about you, but this is a perfect picture of peace. There's this storm that starts to rage and the boat's getting thrown side to side. The disciples are fishermen. These guys lived on boats. Many of them did anyway. And even they became terrified of what was going to happen to them. But it says that Jesus was still asleep on the boat. See, peace in your life, and we've said this time and time again, peace in your life is not everything being okay. In fact, peace in your life is you being okay in the midst of everything. And this is beautifully demonstrated by Jesus here. He is asleep on the boat. And I think there's a couple of things we can learn about this passage. Firstly, the disciples wouldn't have feared if they knew who Jesus was. Now think about this. They'd journeyed with Jesus for a bit. They'd seen him do miracles. Yet when this whole thing kicks off, suddenly they start panicking, even though Jesus is on the boat with them. And they go down, they wake him up. Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He gets up and he rebukes the wind and the waves just as you do. Like, guys, quiet. The storm calms down and the, the fishermen, the disciples are all just like relieved. And then they ask each other, who is this guy that even the wind and the waves obey him? You know what this tells me? Is that actually it's not enough to just be around Jesus. You have to be in relationship with him. You have to know who he is. You know, maybe... You've gone, I've tried this religion thing. I've gone to church. I've, I've tried praying. And, and you've just immersed yourselves in these things. Like you've listened to some preachers or you've listened to some worship music. Or Let me just encourage you. It is not enough to know about Jesus. He wants to be in relationship with you. In fact, it doesn't do anything to you to just be skeptical and think, well, maybe he, maybe he is. Maybe. You know what? These disciples were with Jesus and they were still terrified. I heard an interesting story recently about a plane uh, that, was, that was flying somewhere and the, the pilot announced over the, the intercom, over the, the announcement saying, hey, ladies and gentlemen, can you put your seatbelts on because we're about to experience some turbulence. So they start to experience this turbulence and the plane was bouncing up and down and people were starting to freak out. And this guy noticed just a little girl who was sat a couple of seats away from her and she was so peaceful, she was so calm and he, he just clocked it and the plane was going crazy and everyone was starting to freak out like this is, this is terrifying. I don't know whether you've ever been on a plane where it's been doing that. I mean all those guys who think, yeah, I'm not scared of nothing, just wait till you're on a plane with turbulence. Anyway, this little girl was just sat there just chilling, completely normal and uh, a couple minutes in, this guy leaned over to this girl and says, excuse me, like, are you okay? Is there something that you know that we all don't? And she says, well, my, my dad's the pilot and he told me he would get us home safe. You know the trust of that little girl who knew her dad and knew that if he said 
he's going to get me home safe. Then he's going to get me home safe. See, everyone in that plane was in the same place as that little girl. But the little girl knew something different. She knew her father. She knew her dad. And he would, if he said he would get her home, he would get her home. It's just the same with these disciples. Imagine if they realized that the same voice that spoke the stars into the sky, that spoke humanity into existence, that you know, just slung these beautiful sunsets into the sky, that spoke everything into existence, that same voice was the one just sleeping on the boat with them. Maybe they would have approached things a little bit differently. You know, I want to encourage you this morning. Do you know who Jesus is? You know what? How much would your life be completely turned upside down? How much would it change if you knew who Jesus was? Maybe you've forgotten. Maybe you've just gotten stuck in this religious, monotonous routine and you've forgotten who Jesus is. You know what? If we remember who Jesus is, if we know who Jesus is, it changes the way that we go to work. It changes the way we love people. It changes the way that we operate in circumstances and times like these. If the disciples knew who Jesus was, if they knew who he really was, I don't know if they would have feared like they did. Also, the disciples wouldn't have feared so much if they knew whose plan they were following. You see, in verse 35, this is what Jesus says to his disciples. He says, let us go to the other side. And the disciples put him in a boat. The couple boats start heading across to the other side. But somewhere along that way, the disciples forgot whose plan this was in the first place. In fact, when the storm came, they suddenly started relying on themselves and thinking like, ah, oh, what are we going to do? Uh, where are we going? What's going to happen? You see, when we take things into our own hands, when we forget who actually called us to this, because I believe that God has a plan for every single person watching right now. However old, however young, however messed up you feel, whatever you've done in your life, whoever you are, God is not done with you yet. He has a plan for your life. But every now and again, and sometimes more often than not, we take that plan into our own hands. And we think like, oh, we've got to rely on ourselves. It's got to be in our strength. But that's the thing is when we rely on our own plan, the reliance is on us. But when we trust in his plan, remember the voice that said, let us go to the other side. I wonder, do you need to give God back his perspective this morning? Do you need to allow God his plan back? <coughs> It's not coronavirus, don't worry. It's just really dry in here. The final thought for you, I have for you this morning is do you need to remember who is in the boat? You know, the disciples were there. They knew Jesus was with them. But actually, they were freaking out and the answer to their problem was actually in the boat with them. I think this is crazy. And I think it can be a big challenge for us this morning, especially in times like these, when we're asking questions like, what does it mean to be a Christian? What it means to be a Christian in times like these is to be a people that know that Jesus is with us. 
to be a people that know whatever we go through, whatever we experience, he's not going to let us down. He's never let anyone down before and he's not going to start with you. We need to be people that understand that whatever we go through, the hardships, the pain, all the stuff we experience, that Jesus is right there with us. The disciples were freaking out when the answer was there the entire time. I wonder if you can experience that, if you've experienced that, or you can relate to that. In a, in a stupid example, and some of you have heard this before, but I remember me and Holly, when we got married, we moved into a house, and uh, we, our bins were around the back of the house, and we would put them you know, around the front yard to walk around this proper long walk, and it wasn't so fun. And I remember one time I came in after the bins had been collected, and I thought, oh, Holly's Holly's brought the bins in. This is sweet. So I go in and I go, you know, go on with the day as usual. And I go to put something in the bin outside. And I realized that the bin wasn't there. So I said to Holly, like, hey, you know, where's the bin gone? Like, you know, you brought the bin in. What, you know, what have you been doing with this? I didn't bring the bin in. So we were like, what? So I went outside, looked around a little bit, like could not find our bin anywhere. So then we started to suspect that someone had stolen our bin. We were like freaking out, like someone has robbed our bin. So we start like driving around and we were like become super cynical and accusative of our neighbors. We were looking around like, is that our bin? And then Holly rung me one day, I think I found the bin. And it was false alarm, it was someone else's bin. And we were just getting so mad, like who would steal a bin? Like why would anyone steal a bin? Like they're not exactly, I mean everyone has one, like why steal a bin? So we were just going around looking for our bin and one of our friends called us and said, Hey, in, in the storm, someone's bin blew down the back of our house and uh, they bought a new one and they couldn't find it. It's been here for ages if, if you want a bin, because like we told people someone robbed our bin. So we get the bin, we go one night, you know, sneaking around like no one's going to see us because they want to suspect or we're stealing a bin and, and uh, don't be judging right now. I can hear you all at home judging me for stealing a bin. But I didn't steal it. We just, uh, we just moved it. So we go and put all our seats down in a car, like feeling like proper secret agents, slam this bin in our car, razz back home, run through the house like, yeah, we got a bin, sick, like, yeah, screw you all the people who stole our bin. Anyway, a couple of weeks later, we, we'd filled the bin and, and we go to, to empty the bin and I, as I usually would do, I opened our back gate and there was our bin. And actually... One of our kind neighbors had taken our bin and put it behind our house and hadn't told us, but they were just doing us a favor. I don't know whether you've ever experienced that, where you've just got super caught up in something and you've just gone down this track when actually the answer was there the whole time. I just want to encourage you, whatever you're going through in your life, Jesus wants to walk through it with you. You know, our country is facing the craziest of times right now. And it's probably going to get worse. But you know what? The Christian life does not promise freedom from all this stuff. It, Jesus promises freedom in all this stuff. The answer is right there. Jesus is right there. And he is the answer to all of this. Let me read you a passage from Isaiah 43, verse 19. As I just come into close and says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Listen to this. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams 
in the wasteland. How insane is that? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. This is the character of our God. What he's saying here is that actually you can see things that should not be occurring in those circumstances start to pop up. I looked out my window the other day, and again, don't be judging me, but we're not big gardeners at our house. Our garden has turned into a little bit of a crazy place. There's weeds, and there's the wind blew over a load of stuff, and it's just looking pretty messy. Like I said, don't be judging. And uh, I looked out the window the other day, and through the midst of these weeds and all these, like, falling down branches and stuff, these crazy, vibrant flowers have started to pop up. I just felt like God spoke to me and said, in this time, both us as individuals, anyone watching at home, and us as Light Church, I feel like that is a picture of what God wants us to do in this season. He wants us to thrive against the odds. He wants us to experience joy in the midst of suffering. He wants us to experience peace in the midst of chaos. Like those little flowers, just unaware of the crooked, messed up surroundings, just coming, growing up and being vibrant. And this is our God. I will make a way in the wasteland. and I'll make a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. That's what God wants to do with your life in the midst of chaos, in the midst of craziness. I just want to encourage you that this time of isolation, of quarantine, whatever it is you're facing right now, Maybe you're in this bracket of high risk and you're a little bit anxious. And, or maybe you're just sick of being stuck in your house. Can I just encourage you that this time could be the most fruitful time if you allow it to reveal God in your life. If you allow it to bring you to a place where you just rely on God for your peace and for your joy and for your strength. And let me encourage you, if Jesus is on your boat... Because you know what? We put tons of stuff on our boat sometimes. We don't always rely on Jesus. Sometimes it might be money. It might be success. It might be religion. Like going through this routine. It might be reputation, sex, substance. But you know what? In this pandemic, it has not discriminated against anyone. It has torn the entire world down to its knees. And when all this stuff has been stripped away, what's on your boat? Maybe Jesus is on your boat and you've just forgotten. Maybe you've just left him to the side. Or maybe this morning is a morning where you're finally going to say yes to Jesus. Maybe this morning is going to be the morning that you just say, you know what, I want to experience that profound sense of joy, that profound sense of peace. When everything is upside down, when everything is crazy. Because that is what Jesus wants to give you and all of us this morning. He wants to give us peace in the midst of chaos. I'm going to pray in just a second. And I want to encourage you, if you want to make this step for the first time, you just want to say, Jesus, I give you my life. I want to encourage you to pray that prayer. Jesus, I give you my life. Come and bring me joy in the midst of suffering. Power in the midst of weakness. You know, whoever you are, our response to this message this morning is, Jesus, I acknowledge that you are the answer in this season. 
Father God, I want to thank you for our time together. I want to thank you that even though we can't be together, we can still gather online like this. God, I pray that you would move like you've never moved before to every single person hearing my voice through this screen right now. God, I pray for those people who may be forgotten that Jesus is on the boat, maybe forgotten who you are. I want to pray right now that they just have a revelation of your power. God, I thank you that you can give us peace and joy and power in this time. Jesus, I thank you for your sacrifice. I thank you for going to the cross for our sin. God, I pray in this time that we just learn to let these things reveal who you are, not tear our eyes away from you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, just before we finish, it's been amazing to gather together and I encourage you to, you know, get busy talking on the comments and, and uh, you know, they're all going to be going live. And, but I want to encourage you to, to subscribe to this channel, not because we want more subscribers, but actually it just means that every time we put a video out that you can be notified and you can keep in touch with what we're doing. So on the screen right now, there's going to be some details about how to get onto our Facebook, our Instagram, our website, all that sort of stuff. And uh, we just want to encourage you as well that in this time, we've put together our community care response. And it's been amazing to see how many people have responded to this in terms of needing help or wanting to be the help. And uh, if you need help this morning, uh, we have got a number and an email address popping up on the screen now. And uh, we just want to encourage you to call in. And uh, we can do shopping, we can do prescription pickups. Uh, there's been a few dog walk-ins, all that sort of stuff. But we just want to encourage you, we are here to help. And uh, whoever you are, it's been uh, so good to gather together this morning. And uh, if you want to share this message to someone that you feel like really needs it, I want to encourage you to do so. But like I said, we're going to be here every single week from 11 a.m. Uh, for the foreseeable future. And I hope that these have blessed you. I hope that our time together has encouraged you and left you feeling more full than you came in. So we love you. We're praying for you. And we're so excited to be continuing together.